Welcome back, everybody, into Bill's chat. I am Josh McCarty. I am flying solo tonight. Happy New Year to all of you out there, by the way. Um, it is after midnight as I'm recording this on, I guess, Monday morning. Uh, Luca and I wanted to get an episode out because a lot did happen today um, to set the table for what is going to be a very important week 18 for our Buffalo Bills. Luca is not with me tonight. He is a little under the weather. This will be a bit of an abbreviated episode because it is so late. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we touch base with all of you just to kind of talk over everything that's staring in the face of the Buffalo Bills as we head into the final week of the season, week 18. Um, so what I'm going to do in this episode is I will talk a little bit about the Patriots game. Um, I do think that there were some interesting things that happened in the game, but really I think the appetite for those listening to this really is on the playoff picture. What does it mean in week 18? What is the path for the bills to win the division? What is the path for the bills to make the playoffs? What is the path for the bills to miss the playoffs? All three of those roads are still open to the bills as we head in to week 18. So right off the bat, I will just get some housekeeping out of the way. The Bills did defeat the New England Patriots on Sunday by a score of 27 to 21 to improve to 10 and 6 on the season. The Bills currently after week 17 hold the, the sixth seed in the AFC if the season were to end today. Um, I did mention the fact that the Bills do have a path to the AFC East Championship, and that is because the Miami Dolphins went out and they didn't just lose. They got throttled in Baltimore by a final score of 56 to 19. Now, look, it doesn't matter if you lose 10 to 7 or if you lose 56 to 19. A loss is a loss. But what that loss opens up is now the Bills have a chance in week 18 to beat the Dolphins and win the AFC East. That would put the Bills in the two seed. Why is that so important? Well, if you're the two seed, you're guaranteed a home game in round one. You're guaranteed a home game in round two. And if somebody were to upset the Baltimore Ravens along the way, you would have a home game in round three, presuming that you keep winning. If you lose, your season is over, which we saw last year when they lost at home to the Bengals. But the other reason why this is important is the quality of competition, I think, in the AFC takes a serious dip. And if the Bills are the two seed, you're talking about playing a team like the Colts round one with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback or the Texans with as excellent as C.J. Stroud is, a rookie quarterback on the road in the playoffs without Tank Dell, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been uber less than impressive, even though Mason Rudolph has given them a spark and taken them on a two-game winning streak here. Or there is a path also for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but a lot of things would have to go in a strange way for that to happen. But that would that to me obviously is the best case scenario for the Bills. So here's what we know: the Bills and Dolphins play Week 18. The game is in Miami, and the winner of that game is the AFC East champion. Point blank, period. It's as simple as that. Uh, Miami didn't just get beat today, though. They got beaten up. Uh, their roster had quite a bit of injuries take place. Now, if you haven't been following. The Miami Dolphins were already down Jalen Waddell. He had a high ankle sprain suffered last week against the Cowboys. He is very iffy for the Bills game next week. They've been playing without their starting center, Connor Williams. His season is over, so he's not going to be in the game next week. Jalen Phillips, their outstanding young pass rusher, his season is over too. All of that happened prior to this game. Raheem Mostert 
was a healthy scratch. Well, not a healthy scratch. He he popped up late in the week and he just could not get himself ready to go. And people covering the team are saying he's very iffy for next week. Okay, let's talk about what happened in the game. Their other outstanding pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, unfortunately had an ACL injury. His season is over. X Howard got carted off. Their outstanding cornerback. He's very iffy for next week against the Buffalo Bills. So now you start adding it all up. And this is a very, very beaten up Dolphins team. And Tua had a shoulder injury that did knock him out of the game. He did not return. The game was very much out of hand. After the game, he said it was just a little bit of a bump and a bruise. He's not overly concerned about it. The NFL docs on Twitter uh, seem to say that the the, the mechanism for the hit uh, didn't indicate that it would be anything serious. But you start adding it all up. The Dolphins do not have a great defense as it stands anyway. And now they're down their two best pass rushers, one of their best cornerbacks. They're down their starting center, their second best offensive weapon, and maybe they're starting running back. And this is a team that is absolutely limping into this spot against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills do open up as uh, two and a half point favorites against the Dolphins in Miami. And I have seen some books already push it up to three and even three and a half. I love this spot for the Bills. Uh, the NFL did move this game to Sunday night football. This will be the last game of the week 18 slate, the last game of the regular season, if you will, for both teams. Um, but I think that the Bills, despite kind of dragging today against New England, and we will talk about that a little bit later in this episode. I do think the Bills are in a good spot. I think that their defense is rounding into shape. And their defense, I think, when you look at what they've done the last few weeks against the Cowboys, against the Chargers, yes, I understand the Chargers, against the Chiefs, uh, absolutely suffocating the Jets, this Bills defense, I think, has finally found itself um, able to overcome the early season losses of Matt Milano, Tredavious White, Daquan Jones, who is back, by the way. Um, they have obviously found a hidden gem stud in Christian Benford and then getting Rasul Douglas by flipping a third for a fifth has paid off in a massive way, turning what absolutely could have been a weakness of this defense into a strength. And um, I think the bills are ready to go out there, put their defense out there. And that de- I, I've said it before with Luca. I don't think this defense as presently constructed is capable of being an elite defense. I just don't. But I think it's absolutely capable of being a good defense that can complement an elite offense, and that is plenty to win a Super Bowl in this league. So it's on the offense now to hold up their end of the bargain. It didn't look great today against the Patriots, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, in general, it's as simple next week. If the Bills beat the Dolphins, they are the two seed. And that is just such a beautiful matchup to look forward to when you think about this Bills-Dolphins rivalry. Um, it's, it, you know, they had the playoff game last year, but even that game kind of was tarnished by the fact that Tua didn't play in that game and the dolphins were on E yeah, it was a close game. I understand all of that. Uh, but that game didn't have a lot of intrigue to it there. I mean, even as a bills fan watching, it didn't even feel like you were playing the dolphins. This is such a huge spot for both teams. It's in Miami. It's under the lights. You're not gonna have to worry about the sun being an issue. And um, I, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I really like the Bills' chances sitting here today looking at it and uh, how I think they can react. Now, if the Bills were to lose that game, they would be 10-7. and seven. There are still paths for the Bills to make it to the playoffs as a wildcard team. They wouldn't be the AFC East champion. But if they lose to Miami next week, 
They're a 10 and seven football team and they would need some help on the out of town scoreboard. They got a little bit of help this week. Not much. Uh, they got the Cincinnati Bengals losing in Arrowhead to the Kansas city chiefs that locks up the AFC West for the chiefs. It locks up the three seed for the chiefs and it officially eliminates the Bengals from playoff contention. What the bills would need next week paired if with a loss to Miami. So just follow me here. If they lose to Miami, they would need either Jacksonville to lose and Jacksonville is on the road in Tennessee. Jacksonville won today against Carolina without Trevor Lawrence. They didn't look great, but Carolina just can't do anything offensively right now. So that game just kind of snowballed. Um, or they need Pittsburgh to lose on the road against Baltimore. But I will warn you all, as juicy as that sounds, Baltimore has nothing to play for. They have locked up the one seed and the Vegas lines indicate as Pittsburgh is favored by three points right now that the expectation is Baltimore is going to be resting a lot of their starters. Let's talk about both of those games now very quickly. I really think the Titans are live next week against Jacksonville. Um, that game is going to be on Sunday and the Titans won. They, they lost today. They weren't overly competitive on the road against Houston, but Houston got their studs back. They got Stroud back. They got Nico Collins back. Like Houston wasn't fully formed today. That is not the case for Jacksonville right now. They're playing without Trevor Lawrence. They're playing without Christian Kirk. And when Trevor Lawrence did play, he has not looked right. He definitely looks like he's battling multiple injuries out there. And I think in Tennessee, the team that eliminated Tennessee from playoff contention last year, Jacksonville, Tennessee would love nothing more than to stick it to the Jaguars and eliminate them from the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence is absolutely iffy for next week. And this is going to be crazy to say, but I actually think if they were to force Trevor Lawrence out there, that would be good for the bills because he is playing through so many injuries right now that he does not look like even a remotely good version of himself. When even C.J. Beathard was out there today against the Texans, their offense was functional. The game is in Tennessee. I, I could see it being a situation where, especially if Will Levis sits because he's dealing with an injury, and why would Tennessee throw him out there if he's at all iffy? Ryan Tannehill comes in. Uh, Derrick Henry always does better at home. And I think the Titans could keep it close, and I think the Titans could absolutely beat the Jaguars. And that would be all the Bills need, a Jaguars loss to the Titans, and they would clinch a playoff spot. The way the schedule sets up next week is interesting. The Bills are on Sunday night football. The two games that got flexed to Saturday all have AFC wildcard implications. The first game of the weekend is, I believe, at 4.15. Don't have the schedule in front of me, but it's the first game. It's Pittsburgh at Baltimore. So we could find out right away the first game of the week that the Bills make the playoffs if the, the Ravens are able to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Baltimore. The next game is the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Houston Texans. Um, and that really is for a win and in scenario. If the Jaguars were to lose, I don't want to convolute this. If they were to lose to the Titans, that becomes an AFC South championship game. Uh, but both of those teams have a very strong possibility of making the playoffs. If they win that game, there is a scenario where if they tie that game, that's all the bills need to get in as well. But you know, I don't, I don't want to make this too complicated. So Right off the bat, the first game of the week, the Bills have a strong rooting interest, rooting for the Baltimore Ravens. Expectation is the Ravens are going to be playing their backups, but I don't think that has to be a death knell. 
Um, the Steelers, despite the fact that they looked pretty impressive today against Seattle, a lot of that was running the ball, poor tackling by the Seahawks, really bad turnovers by the Seahawks. Um, th they are playing Mason Rudolph. He has kind of come in and steadied the ship, done a good job of throwing with timing, getting the ball in the hands of their playmakers. They have some playmakers on, in Pittsburgh. We all know that. I think Tyler Huntley is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the sport. Uh, he pushed the, the Bengals to the wire in the playoffs last year. And the other thing I will say, just because expectation right now is Baltimore is going to rest their starters, Baltimore has to think about the fact that since they have the bye, if they were just to say, okay, Lamar, you're off this week, and okay, Odell and Zay Flowers and you know all the excellent players in Baltimore, you're off this week. Now you're looking at the fact where they would have next week off, the week after that off, their first playoff game, they would have three weeks of rest, not playing an NFL game. Do you want to risk the rust factor? I don't know what the right answer is in that situation. It's very easy to say, just get your guys to the playoffs healthy, but rust is a real thing. And they will have that bye week to, to look back on. Now, look, if you get a serious injury to a Zay Flowers or or a, an Odafe Owe or a Lamar Jackson, like you would kick yourself and you'd never forgive yourself. Um, but I, I think I would almost predict sitting here today that what the Ravens will do will mirror kind of what the bills did in 2020 against the Miami dolphins where the starters come in and kind of get a lather going. Maybe they play a quarter, maybe they play a half and then they come out and then it'll be Tyler Huntley. And that could be all it takes to beat the Steelers who are not a great team. So we shall see. Uh, John Harbaugh has obviously not announced his plans. He has no reason to. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, like, we have history with the Steelers and playing backups. If you go back far enough with the Bills, you remember 2004 where all the Bills had to do week 17 is get a little help, which they got, and beat the Steelers' backups, and they lost. So, um, you know, I think, th I think that game, you know, I think it's interesting that it's only three because I think that says a lot about what people think about the Steelers at this point. And, you know, uh, it'll be, it'll be tough for the Ravens backups to win that game, but that is a shot for the bills. Uh, and then going into Sunday, you obviously have the Titans and the Jaguars. So the order of how it all happens by the time the bills and dolphins kick off on Sunday night, we will all know if the Bills' season is on the line, if basically the Jaguars won, the Ravens won, and Colts and Texans didn't end in a tie, if all three of those things happen, then the Bills have to win to keep their season alive in Miami. Miami's already in the playoffs. Even if they lose to the Bills by 100 points next week, they're in the playoffs as a wild card. If one thing goes the Bills' way, if the Jaguars lose, if the Steelers lose, if Colts Texans ends in a tie, then we will all know when that game kicks off that, hey, AFC East is on the line. We want the Bills to be AFC East champions, but if they lose, there's still a tomorrow. That tomorrow would just most likely be a road game either in Miami or Kansas City the very next week. Um, so a lot on the line, but man, I thought Stokes said it best um, in conversation with me today. When the Bills lost that game to Denver, right, and that, that field goal went in, that just felt like such a low moment. Like To me, that was even lower than the Patriots' loss earlier in the year 
because that game just felt like, okay, it, it's late now. Like the Patriots loss was early. And it, I know it probably only a couple weeks earlier in the Broncos game, but just, it felt like, okay, this stinks, but we have time to overcome this. But then when they lost a night game at home to the Broncos um, and then the 12 men on the field, it really did feel like a sink your battleship moment. And then to follow it up uh, with a game in Philadelphia where, you know, they look as good as ever and they still manage to lose because of mind boggling mistakes. Um, it, it just felt like this team was not destined for the playoffs. So like Stokes said, the fact that they have a shot next week to win and win the division and be the two seed in the AFC, what more could you ask for? I know it's a road game. I know it's a division game. I don't expect this to be easy. I think the Dolphins are going to give us their best shot. I think this has a chance to be a real nail-biter game. I think there's a very good chance the Bills could lose this game. Um, but the fact that it's right there in front of them for them to take is all you could ask for. And the fact that they have a little bit of insurance if, in their pocket, if a couple of games on the out-of-town scoreboard go their way to protect them in the situation that they lose, hey, put the ball out there. Let's play. Let's see what happens. Uh, there is a path that the Bills missed the playoffs. And holy cow, a week from now, would we just have a lot of uncomfortable conversations. But hopefully that's not the case. Uh, these Bills are on now a four-game winning streak. Uh, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots. And we are hoping that next week it turns into five and it eventually turns into nine. If it gets to nine, there is a parade in Buffalo that we are all very, very happy to attend. Let's talk a little bit about this Patriots game today. Um, it wasn't pretty. It, the, the very first play of the game was a Patriots touchdown. They returned the opening kickoff for a score. Uh, like in Jalen Rager, 98 yard kickoff return for touchdown, just right off the bat. Boom. And, you know, at that point I, I wasn't worried. I was like, okay, well, Hey, the bills, you know, the, the, I made the joke. We all probably made like, okay, Bean and McDermott, you build your entire roster on roster cutdown day. You prioritize all these special teamers. You have expensive guys out there like Saran Neal and Tyler Matikavich. Um, who who really are only here because of their ability on special teams and we're giving up a kickoff return to start the game. That's not ideal, uh, especially when you figure that there was a 12 men on the field special teams error that cost this team a win and right now a guaranteed playoff spot. Uh, you know, it, it's it's an e it's it's the low hanging fruit insult that we all can fairly make. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's a kickoff return for a touchdown. I don't think it's, it, it's indicated of anything other than it was one bad play. Uh, but to me, the theme of the game honestly was Josh Allen struggling. He never looked comfortable in this game. His final stat line, he was 15 of 30 for 169 yards and an interception. The interception was bad. It was intercepted by Bill's seventh round draft pick, Alex Austin, who didn't make the final 53 and has now playing meaningful minutes for the Patriots. Um, Alex Austin looked like he was starting to play heading toward midfield. And then he immediately bailed and went back out to the sideline and jumped a route to Dalton Kincaid. It was not a great thrown ball by Josh Allen though. Even if Alex Austin wasn't there, Kincaid was going to have to come back for the ball. Um, we've seen this time and time again with Allen, where despite having this cannon arm, the throw it over the mountains arm, um, he still tends to come up short on some of these deep balls. It's almost like he's trying too hard to put touch on it. And, and that makes the ball come out a little bit inaccurate um, for the rest of the bill. Statistically, James cook kind of a ho-hum game, 16 carries 48 yards, uh, three yards per carry. 
Uh, Dalton Kincaid led the way uh, for Bill's receivers today, four catches for 87 yards. Another disappearing act for Stefan Diggs. He still has not had a 100-yard game um, since early October against the Giants. Stefan Diggs, four for 26, um, 6.5 yards per catch. That You could tell early on in this game, and I think that there were signs of this in other games, that the Bills are trying to do everything they can to get the ball in Diggs' hands, manufacture touches for him, because right now just throwing the ball to him is not working as well as we would like it to. They handed it off to him on one play. He got one carry for five yards in the red zone. Uh, Khalil Shakir, four for 39. Gabe Davis, two for 21. Uh, Latavius Murray had a target that was a bad drop and James Cook went one for negative four. So when you, I think one thing you have to remember is it's a division game. It's Belichick. This is a good Patriots defense. So this isn't like a situation where it's a team that sees the bills once every year and maybe not every year. Uh, this is a team that sees the bills twice a year, sometimes three times a year. Um, they're very clued into what the Bills like to do. But Josh Allen had some open receivers today that he either missed or he just didn't see them. When I say missed, I mean missed the throw kind of badly, inaccurate, or he just didn't see the receiver running across the field. I can think of one Khalil Shakir play where Allen just locks into Kincaid and he doesn't even check it down to Khalil Shakir, who would have had some space to run. Um, and then there, you know, there were some drops along the way. Kincaid had another drop today. Um, Latavius Murray had a really bad drop on a third down that would have extended the drive, uh, just sloppy offensive performance. And unlike the Dallas game, they didn't really have a running game they could lean into. Um, Josh Allen went 11 carries for 44 yards and two rushing touchdowns. It is interesting to me that Ty Johnson is the de facto number two back on this offense. He had five carries for 22 while Latavius Murray had one carry for zero yards. Um, Ty Johnson has really carved out a role on this team. He is the backup now to James Cook, and I don't mind that. Ty Johnson has some juice to his game. And then the one thing I would say to that is, is if Ty Johnson is your number two running back, and I'm okay with that, I think Leonard Fournette is much better as the number three running back because right now Latavius Murray's two roles on this offense are pass blocking back, who also can catch the ball out of the backfield, and goal line back. Well, Latavius Murray has never been a great pass blocking running back. He catches the ball. Okay. And I guess he's good on the goal. And he's so he's such a massive human being, but Leonard Fournette is an excellent pass blocker. Um, he has great hands out of the backfield and he's just fine as a goal line back. So I think that if you are locked into Ty Johnson as your number two, then Leonard Fournette needs to be your number three. And Latavius Murray can be an active on game day. I think that's the best trio for the bills going forward defensively i thought the bills were outstanding today the patriots really only had one drive and um you know they had the kickoff return there was a, a bailey zappy touchdown in there where he ran for a touchdown bailey zappy and then they had a driver ezekiel elliott ran it in for a touchdown too but there really was only one impressive patriots drive in this game the bills had four turnovers in this game they intercepted bailey zappy three times and they forced a fumble Two interceptions by Rasul Douglas, including one that got returned for a touchdown. Boy, has he been a home run. If the Bills end up making something special out of that, out of this season, the trade for Rasul Douglas is going to be the turning point. And to me, that even trumps the firing of Ken Dorsey and promoting of Joe Brady. 
it certainly trumps the Tyler Dunn article that I think a lot of people are trying to cling to is now like this motivational leap off point for these bills. Um, Rasul Douglas has changed this defense. He has taken what was going to be an obvious weakness of this defense with Tredavious White's injury and Kyrie Elam not developing and turned it into a strength. Like this cornerback trio of Rasul Douglas, Christian Benford, and Taron Johnson is an absolute strength of this team. And he turns the ball over. He takes chances, but they're calculated chances. And he is a he is a cornerback that gets his hands on the ball. He's a playmaker, and he's a difference maker. Uh, he's the best cornerback on this team, in my opinion. And, um, man, what a home run trade that's been. When you talk about just flipping a third-round pick for a fifth-round pick, Rasul Douglas has just been outstanding. Um, let's see. Ed Oliver had himself a good day. He had an interception on the day. That was pretty interesting to see a tipped pass that landed on Ed Oliver made a nice diving catch. And then Ed Oliver had another sack today. And then Terrell Bernard added two sacks in there too. So the defense was flying around today. Um, you know, not, not the best competition. Um, but you know, they did what they had to do. They suffocated the Patriots, turned the ball over four times, splash plays, and, you know, seven points that they gave up were on a kickoff return. So really, you look at it, they held the Patriots to 14 points. I mean, who, who's going to be unhappy about that? So defense playing really strong and uh, the offense still has a ways to go. Um, I, I do think some of the mistakes we're seeing with this offense are still correctable. Um, you just you're just seeing issues with recognizing who the who the proper read is it feels like josh allen is really locking onto the first read uh, a long time i still think the running game has an opportunity to be a strength of this team obviously the bills are going to unleash josh allen running which opens up a lot for this offense um but i will tell you it was great to see kincaid get rolling today because that's something we haven't seen in a few weeks and they're gonna need it i don't know what to say about digs at this point um Reception Perception, who I think does as great on wide receivers as, as anybody out there, uh, did a video on Diggs and said, it's not like he's not open. It's not like he's showing regression. He, he's running routes well. He's open. But what Joe Brady has done is he's built in more answers throughout the other players on the field, where if, if Diggs is doubled or Josh Allen's questioning what he's seeing, they have other openings out there. And I can respect that. I certainly have no reason to question that. I don't think Diggs is washed by any means, but holy cow. Like, are we supposed to believe that CD Lamb's not getting double teamed in Dallas or Tyreek Hill doesn't get double teamed in Miami? I, I mean, I can only listen to that so long before Stefan Diggs is supposed to be a number one alpha receiver. Those guys get double teamed. And his last few games, it's like 25 yards a game. He's a non factor. And it can't just be because he's being double teamed like that's this isn't this isn't a new thing to football. So curious to see where that goes, because I feel good about where the bills are at if they were to make the playoffs. I, I think when you look at what's going on in the AFC, um, a couple of teams projected who will make the playoffs, obviously the Browns, if the Colts make it, they would obviously fit this criteria as well. The Steelers, because of the fact that it seems like they're rolling with Mason Rudolph at this point. Um, you don't know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. If he's healthy, three or four teams in the AFC alone will be playing with backup quarterbacks. So uh, 
there's nobody that scares me in the AFC. Baltimore looks like, you know, the last couple of weeks, it looked like a juggernaut, like handling San Francisco and handling Miami. So you have to give them that respect. But a couple of weeks ago, they they lost, they almost lost in overtime to the Rams at home and needed a punt return touchdown to win that game. They lost at home to the Colts. Now, look, it's, it's the NFL. It's week to week. But I don't I don't look at Baltimore and think that there's some juggernaut that the Bills are going to go and get outclassed by. I think the Bills could absolutely go to Baltimore and punch with them. And if the Bills become the two seed, you don't have to worry about Baltimore until the conference championship round. It's the other thing. So um, you don't even know if they will be in your way. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to go tonight. What I will do really quick, like Luca and I always do, is I will give out my game balls and my game checks. Look, my game ball, um, I think there's a couple guys on here. It was nice to see Dalton and K get going. I thought Tyler Bass was really strong today. I mean, sure, there were some short field goals, but he, he put them through there. Sam Martin had a tremendous day punting, tremendous 48.2 average, six punts, all six wound up inside the 20, several inside the 10. Sam Martin has really turned it around the last few weeks after a really tough start to the season for him. That is fantastic to see. Um, Terrell Bernard with the two sacks, Ed Oliver with the, with the sack and the interception, and just continuing what I think is an absolute Pro Bowl should be all pro season, but look, when you get a guy that has two interceptions in one game and one of them goes back for a house call, he's got to be your game ball winner, and that's Rasul Douglas. Rasul Douglas has been everything you could possibly have hoped he would be when you traded for him at the trade deadline and so much more. Um, he is the missing link to this defense. He is a Buffalo Bill through and through, um, both as a person and as a player. And he's a guy that I think is going to be a bill for a long, long time. And uh, that was a home run trade for Brandon Bean. And he will get my game ball today. You know, game check. It's one of those things where it's like, Allen didn't play great. But do you think the Bills would win today without Allen? I don't know. He had a several escape the pocket plays where it's like nobody else could do that. He had two rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs only had 26 yards. Gabe Davis, again, two for 21. But I start looking at this. Nobody on defense. I mean, Von Miller. Oh, that's another thing. Von Miller didn't even get a jersey today. Von Miller was a healthy scratch. So was Linval Joseph. Quickly on Linval Joseph before I get to my game check. There was a lot of concern like, well, why wouldn't they sit Kingsley Jonathan or um, Tim Settle? Well, here's the thing. Daquan Jones is a one technique. Puna Ford is a one technique. You don't need more than one or two one techniques healthy on any given game day. You just don't. Uh, these guys are primarily there to stop the run and take on double teams. Now, Daquan Jones is a unicorn. He's the kind of player that can do all of that while also rushing the passer. That's what makes him so uber special when he's healthy. Um, but that's why Linval Joseph was down today because in nickel situations, you don't want Linval Joseph on the field. You, you want guys that are better at rushing the passer. Greg Rousseau goes down the defensive tackle in those situations. I'm sure the Bills feel like Tim Settle gives them more of a pass rush than Linval Joseph. Puna Ford last week showed a little bit of pass rush juice. So that's probably why uh, Linval Joseph was inactive. I don't think he's like lost his spot in the pecking order. I think Daquan Jones just got healthy, and they're rewarding Puna Ford for a really strong performance last week against the Chargers. Von Miller? Hey, nothing he's done on the field this year uh, has warranted the playing time he's gotten. He has the biggest contract on the defense, uh, but he's not playing well. 
And I know he's still coming back from that ACL injury. We're still just over a year since the injury happened last year in Thanksgiving. Uh, but the reality for Von Miller is he's not an effective football player right now. And AJ Epinesa coming back from the injury is a much better option rushing the passer. And quite honestly, Kingsley Jonathan is a much better option. So I applaud the Bills for truly sticking to the best man will play, even if one of the person you have to sit is a 20 million APY player because Von Miller is not helping the Bills right now. And if they have to shut him down, then shut him down, get him ready for next year uh, because he's still a very, very expensive asset on this team. I'm not giving up on him returning to some form that can be helpful to the Bills. Maybe, you know, pie in the sky, he returns that all pro level player, uh, but it's just not happening right now. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And, um, and that would, to me, would be what would be throwing Von Miller out there again, giving him starter snaps because it just was not working out. So I applaud the bills in that my game check's going to go to Latavius Murray in this game. Um, I, I don't really have the appetite to give it to Diggs. Uh, I, I think, you know, we could make the argument for that. I could make the argument for Josh Allen. I could make the argument for Gabe Davis, but look, uh, Latavius Murray, uh, at this point in time, he's lost the backup job to Ty Johnson. He had one carry today for zero yards. He had one ball thrown to him and he dropped it in the flat. It could have extended the play. Uh, I'm ready to see Leonard Fournette in that role. Um, and I'm not the biggest Leonard Fournette fan, but I think for what the bills are looking for out of that third running back, um, are things that Leonard Fournette has historically excelled at in his career. And I, I just think he he brings a little bit more juice at this point than Latavius Murray. I'm ready to see them shake it up and see what Leonard Fournette can do. That is going to do it for this episode of Bill's Chat. I know it's abbreviated, but it is after one o'clock now. I just wanted to get something out there for you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're on YouTube, please take a moment to like and subscribe. We are trying to build this channel up to be your one-stop shop for all Buffalo Bills content. We will have you covered all week as the Bills now set their sights on the Miami Dolphins and a potential AFC East championship. It will be an AFC East championship game. Hopefully the Bills can get it done, uh, or at the very least, find a way to lock up a playoff spot with some help on the out-of-town scoreboard. It's going to be exciting. What an exciting week for the Bills. What a way to kick off 2024. I appreciate you for listening. I will talk to you next time on Bills Jack.